Well, hello. Welcome to this day in March 2021 and come with me as I walk on my little God walk where I spend some time with my deity, the creator God, who has redeemed me, who has reconciled me back to himself through the sacrifice and the blood of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and by the power of that resurrection has given me that promise of my own resurrection to live with my creator God, my deity, whom I serve and worship for eternity. Welcome. So as I walk, you may hear some wind noise, you may hear road noise from cars, and uh, me huffing and puffing a little bit, depending on the hill factor that I'm attacking. But this is a good time for me to speak what the Lord has put in my heart during the week to you. I just want to remind everybody real quickly that this is a podcast. The audio will be placed on the podcast and you can listen to it anywhere that podcasts are available. And then I take the audio and I put it on a video with scenes of the Southern Nevada desert where I'm walking. And I will also place on that video the scripture references and clarification in which I speak of that is placed on YouTube on our Fifth Hook Media YouTube channel, F-I-F-T-H-O-O-K Media. You can also go to fifthhookmedia.com, see the videos all posted there. You can go to the kapowradioshow.com, see the videos posted there also. Okay, so this week, started with a week of, well, frustration. As I see the people around me just walking around in this grand illusion or a grand delusion, they're like in a hypnotic state. It's um, quite incredible to see. It goes beyond reason. I mean, I can't speak of every part of the country here in the United States. I can't speak of other countries on the planet. I can only speak of what I see in my little teeny world here, but there's highly intelligent people around me that uh, have had past lives using that intelligence, uh, but they have Many, many of them have succumbed to this like hypnotic state where they just believe everything uh, that they're told without question. Um, this little Dr. Fauci guy says this and that and spin the wheel of Fauci, see where it lands, and they obey it. Um, I'm not here to 
tell you to get vaccinated or not get vaccinated. What I'm here to tell you is at least look into the alternative viewpoints of it, at least if you can, if you're not censored too much, look up some of these other medical professionals that are giving you another viewpoint before you inject these things into your body. What amazes me, Christians, uh, you know, especially in the last, you know, 60, 70 years, with the advent of heavy-duty dispensationalism, with the advent of heavy-duty, um, the mark of the beast is coming, the Antichrist uh, is going to come, and so we, uh, Israel has to rebuild the temple in order for the Antichrist to sit at the temple, and then blah, 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 and you know, and they totally... <laughs> They're totally ignorant of the fact that the old covenant system, the old system, has been um, totally absolved. It has been totally fulfilled in that final sacrifice of Christ. To bring back a third temple system with animal sacrifices and priests is to literally reject Jesus Christ's atoning work. It's absolutely ignorant. But yet this tends to be a modern day view, uh, which was propelled also by the Left Behind series, Tim LaHaye and all those people, Calvary Chapel people are really big on, you know, prophetic end time teaching and they just, they have it wrong. It's not biblical. Um, some of it borders on heresy, matter of fact, old named heresies. Now, these people who for years have talked about the mark of the beast and not taking it and saying things like, well, you know, I'll die for Jesus. I'll be beheaded. I'll do this. I'll do that. Right now. I know that AD 70 was God's judgment, Christ's judgment on Jerusalem on the wicked priesthood and on those who rejected his son. I firmly believe that that beast, who was called the beast, was Nero, the Roman Emperor Nero, who was persecuting the church greatly at that time. It's a historical judgment. I believe that the mark, the number of his name, refers to Caesar Nero. I believe that that was a past event that did in fact happen to Israel when they chose to serve Rome as their God and protector rather than Yahweh, their real God. Does it have application to us still? Absolutely. Anytime you serve any other deity other than Yahweh, whether in thought, word, or deed, you, in effect, have taken the mark of that beast and judgment will incur. 
Now, having said that, these dispensationalist evangelical Christians for years have been talking about in Mark, which they believe is future, which they have many times said it was an RDIF chip or the credit card or your social security number or your driver's license number and on and on and on. Uh, because it's speculation, everything's speculation. Nothing is rooted in historical reality or biblical doctrine. But what I find amazing, the dullness of the same people who would scream and yell about the mark of the beast are the very ones who rushed out and got injected with chemicals that have not gone through the approval process. There's been no time, there's no trials yet. There's no time. I mean, we, I don't, I'm not telling you anything new. I mean, this is just common knowledge that it takes years to bring pharmaceuticals, especially a vaccine that's injected in the body. It takes years to bring those online, not months. What I'm saying is that that's not the mark of the beast. Absolutely not. But there are people who would have believed that to be so. In the past, they would have, if, if, if this corona thing hadn't happened, if, if the vaccines hadn't happened, all that stuff, if it was just fantasy they were thinking about, just a movie, they would have easily said, oh, I, won't, I wouldn't have that. You see, because you're not gonna be able to buy or sell without it, you know that. You're not gonna be able to get on airplanes, public transportation, you probably won't get school loans. <clears throat> you certainly won't be able to go to school, you certainly won't be able to continue in certain occupations unless you're vaccinated. So there's gonna be those who um, you know, have their medical card, their medical chip, and those who don't. More than likely, that's where we're heading with this. More than likely. I can't be dogmatic about it, but more than likely, it's part of the control scheme of the evil hierarchy. Those wicked, wicked, wicked ones that are running this show on this probationary prison planet. Now, I do not believe a vaccine is a mark of the beast. I don't believe that if you take a vaccine, you've lost your Christianity or you denied God or anything like that. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that at all. I know many, many good people who have taken it. And I just, I just hope everything works out. I just hope um, within months that there's not a Trojan horse um, reaction to this thing because I love these people. Now, my point is, there were many, many dispensationalists, evangelical Christians who would have never thought of doing such a thing that are now rushed to the sinners uh, and have taken something that looks very much like a mark of a beast, <laughs> if you, you sort of believe. Here's what I'm trying to say, and I don't know if I'm articulate right. I'm trying to say, there's, I see hypocrisy here and I see dullness, I see really a lack of discerning 
and wisdom among non-Christians and Christians. And they seem like they're under this weird hypnotic spell. The other point I, I, I really want to emphasize, and I know we're all different, but if we are in Christ, if we are redeemed by God, and he has stated throughout his word, throughout his, his history, he has stated that we are sojourners here. We are not, um, you know, part of this, this landscape. We are not of this world. We are of another place, right? Another land. If that's embraced, if that's really, really uh, embraced and believed upon, then our our emphasis of uh, surviving here, doing everything we can to extend here, it, it doesn't really uh, go hand in hand with uh, like a, so, a sojourner's mindset where you're looking for something uh, better and bigger down the road in the future. I'm not saying don't live life here. I'm, I'm just talking about an eternal mindset. I mean, how much do we worry here? How much life do we have to worry about if we're not even citizens here, if that's the point I'm trying to make. Read you a little scripture here. It's in Isaiah. I'm gonna start with the verse nine. First, let me give you a background. God's talking to Israel here, and he's about to bring judgment on Israel. He's about to bring uh, the Assyrian army on them uh, in, in punishment for rejecting his statutes rejecting him. He is their God. He's a creator God. He's a sovereign God. So these uh, people are dull. They're not, uh, they're not thinking things through. They're not thinking it out. Um, they, don't, they don't see that prophecy. They don't understand it. Even though they can read, they don't understand it. The ones that can't read say, well, we can't understand because we can't read. And they're just not getting what God is saying. And God says in this passage here that now these people, he's talking about religious people, are turning everything upside down. That means their ways are perverse. And we, we see this today in our lack of doctrine, our lack of our ability to understand biblical concepts. Because we listen to men. We listen to self-professed teachers who call themselves our shepherds. We follow anything uh, like, like, like blind sheep. And yeah, we are sheep, but we do have a shepherd, but we're following the wrong ones. And when we do that, doctrine gets thrown aside. Uh, biblical principles are not applied and we don't get it. We're not getting the big picture of God. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, and I say this all the time, it's not okay. It's not going to be okay. You're not gonna get a hall pass, dude. 
that's why I'm warning you. I just, I'm constantly, I just feel like I'm constantly in the negative talking about this stuff. But what I see on a daily basis, because I follow, I do follow many ministries. Some are really good. Some actually feed me. The best Bible teacher I know right now is, is a Sunday school teacher. He's a Sunday school teacher. He's not a pastor. He doesn't have a church. He, he teaches Sunday school, and God really uses him to feed me. And I listen to people who passed on. And they're good scholars, but they're biblical. None of us have the, the, all the answers. We, we, we live down here, and still things are, you know, seen through a glass darkly, but they're biblical men. But I also follow many ministries that are not. And I do that to see where we're at, to see the apostasy, to see how far we're falling from truth, to see what the trends are in, in a place what you call church. And let me reiterate, this word church has been hijacked, folks. You are the called out ones. God has called you out from a land of darkness into his marvelous light through his son. You're called out. You're called the ecclesia. You are the called out. A building or a religious organization is never called out. You are as an individual. So when you say I'm going to church, you're wrong. You're, it's a misappropriation of that word. You're, you're going to, at the closest, you're going to synagogue. Yeah, the ancient Jews had a temple system. But all around their communities, because they were required to go to temple, they were required to go to Jerusalem several times in the year. But all around the communities, they had gathering, synagogue, epi-synagogue, the gathering. So at best, when you go to a religious institution or a building to gather with other believers, you're going to what's equivalent to a synagogue. The church is you. And when we get those two mixed up, that's where false doctrine just floods, floods, floods in, floods in because you'll have a, a preacher tell you, uh, you need to serve the church, the body of Christ. Now, you do need to serve one another and edify one another, build each other up, but you don't need to serve that building. And they will mix it up. You gotta be careful. So Isaiah here says, well, it's written in Isaiah, this is God speaking. God says, verse nine, we're gonna go Isaiah, 29, let's start at verse 9, and God says, stop and be astonished, blind yourselves and be blind, they are drunk, but not with wine, they stagger, but not with beer, for the Lord has poured out on you an overwhelming urge to sleep, he has shut your eyes, the prophets and covered your heads, the seers. For you, God says to ancient Israel, the entire vision will be like the words of a sealed document. If it is given to one who can read and he is asked to read it, he will say, I can't read it because it is sealed. And if the document is given to one who cannot read, and he's asked to read it, he'll say, I can't read. The Lord said, because these are people, because these people approach me with their mouths, they honor me with lip service. 
yet their hearts are far from me. And their worship consists of man-made rules learned by rote. Therefore, I will again confound these people with wonder after wonder. The wisdom of their wise men will vanish and the understanding of the perceptive will be hidden. Woe to those who go to great lengths to hide their plans from the Lord. They do their works in darkness and say, who sees us? Who knows us? You have turned things around as if the potter were the same as the clay. How can what is made say about its maker? He didn't make me. How can what is formed say about the one who formed it? He doesn't understand what he's doing. We, uh, we got it wrong. We've been getting it wrong for a while now. And we've been putting, well, our religion, things that we memorized by rote. Well, we do this, we do that. We have to do this, we have to do that. Uh, we're putting that ahead of the true deity, the true God. It's not okay. It wasn't okay for ancient Israel. This was right before the Assyrian invasion of judgment. And those people back then didn't believe it either. That's why God says they'll, they'll read it and go, I can't understand it. It's sealed. You give it to somebody who says, uh, you know, I, I leave that to the theological whiz kids. I can't understand it. So we got a problem here with leaders, and I see many of them in the so-called Christian religion that are saying very, very conflicting things. I saw here locally where a local new apostolic Reformation type of church put on this conference and the evangelists they had come out to run the uh, three day conference was a guy who was associated with uh, John Wimber uh, the Vineyard Blessing the uh, Toronto Toronto Blessing you know Randy Clark and those guys he also uh, was a graduate of the Global Awakening School of the Supernatural. So I, I want to ask you a question. How, how deep do you think this man's doctrine is? How, how theologically sound do you think he is coming from that kind of background? When they're so Holy Spirit-centric that they put that above uh, their own creator, God Yahweh. But yet he was here, and uh, the, the the comments on the on the conference were incredible. You know, people absolutely loved it, and um, they were uh, they thought it was the greatest thing since sliced pie. And there was comments like, "We saw visions of angels, and we felt." Uh, energy, spiritual energy, like electricity, 
um, running through us. Things of that. There was no comments that said, the teaching brought me closer to Yahweh. The teaching um, made me understand the significance of the new covenant in his blood shed for us. Uh, the significance of, of, of Christ's work in fulfilling the law. That, that's, that's what will change my life. To be eternal minded. I, there wasn't one comment about that. It was all about what they felt. I felt electricity. I saw visions. I heard great swelling words. Oh, they prayed for the sick. I don't know if anybody got sick or anybody got healed or not. Uh, but they're believing that they would be. Great revival. They keep talking about great revival. And they, and they always talk about, they quote all these uh, Azusa Street revival or, uh, you know, these uh, great awakenings. <laughs> you know, they always quote this stuff and they go, this is what happened prior to great revivals. Uh, this happened, this happened, this man did this, these people, right? Where's God? Only God can revive the dead. Only God can resurrect. God wants our hearts. He wants us as a church, as a called out individual. You're called out from darkness. You're called out from the things of the world and loving the things of the world. You're called out from embracing this life so tightly that you can't let it go. And you'll do anything even if it doesn't make sense, even if it's not logical, even if it's against your own body not to hang on. I'm hoping you're getting my point here. And in Isaiah, in Isaiah, God says, well, you know, in the King James, it says you turn things upside down. That's used in the King James. The Hebrew word means perverseness. You make things perverse. They turn it upside down. What, what, it, what you call good is now evil. What you call evil is now good. That's the way society is. Right? In every country. Every state in the United States is like that. Evil is good. Good is evil. <laughs> and now that, you know, the weather's warming up, there's a couple of restrictions being eased around, you know, all these people that we're gonna go back to normal, get our shot, we go back to normal, you know, come back to church, tithe, give us your money. You gotta know why you're going or who you're fellowshipping with and why you're fellowshipping. You're going to be with other called out ones. That's great. But if you're going because you think you have to go, or that's really, that's, that's the ecclesia that you're, you're poorly trained. You've been indoctrinated wrongly. It's heresy. It's blasphemy. You can't put anything above God, above the Creator God. You either serve Him or you don't. We, we, we worship Him as living sacrifices. We're living sacrifices. Our lives are sacrificed unto the Lord. 
We're not greater than our master, the Lord Jesus Christ. But would you love the things? Would you love the world? Would you love getting back to normal? More than the, than the love of God, the redemption of God. We're going to have problems. Just saying. Way back when the Assyrians were used of God, God lined them up for judgment upon ancient Israel. And it was for their nonsense. They're rejecting him and his laws and his commands, serving other gods. And back then they said, he gives a prophecy to Isaiah, says no one's gonna, they're not gonna see it. It's sealed up, they're not gonna get it. We're gonna have excuse after excuse to see it. We're gonna listen to somebody else. I'm getting tired of Brother Kapow always being negative. He never, he never gives me happy, clappy, or jingly, jangly, you know? But I know Joel Osteen will. Joel Osteen will make my Fridays feel better. Well, good luck with that. I wish you the best. I have nothing against people who listen to Joel, but they're dull. They're dull on the things of God. How do we get so far removed? from the sovereignty of God, from his kingship, his lordship, his, his domain. He, he created, if he made us, who are we to, to try to unmake it, to do it our way? I don't get it. It's dull. It's like, like people are just in this hypnotic trance, Christians and non-Christians alike churchgoers and non-churchgoers alike, religion and not religion alike. They're just under this hypnotic trance. They're, there's something not right. Um, they can't see wisdom. Big difference between intelligence and wisdom. There's smart people all around you. Well, educated, but they lack wisdom. They lack wisdom from God. Their wisdom's earthly, sensuous, stupid. Wish you all a blessed week. And we'll talk to you on my next Thursday God Walk.